What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you're truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we playfully explore topics from money to magic, healing to wholeness, creation, relationship, business, and more. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too wacky or weird in the quest to live as grand a life as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stopper are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Partnered in love and in business, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. This is one of your hosts, Megan Silito, live from Orcas Island in San Juan. And the lovely Suzanne Stoffer from Salt Lake City. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to our show today. <laughs> we don't even know what's going We don't. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. In fact, right, uh, I'm looking out the window at this little bay off, we're in a cottage. I'm doing foundation here on Orcas Island. And there's this whole crew of otters that have taken over a boat. And they're having the time of their lives jumping in and out. They're so cute. It's unbelievable. So there's a lot of magic afoot over here on the island. And I'm uh, bringing the energy uh, of this beautiful space and place into our show today. And I'm so excited for our show today um, about, you know, like, you know that crazy idea, you know that crazy thing or this thing that you've kind of known but you've forgotten you know or you don't want to know you know because maybe you're the only one and we're going to talk about, like, what is it that's in you, in us, that wants to come forward that's so weird, so different, doesn't make any sense, but it's actually the thing that will change the world, change us, change our realities, and uh, we're going to, like, tap that today. So, Well, and I um, really love, love, love the um, quote that is in our copy by Albert Einstein, great spirits have always encountered violent opposition from mediocre minds. And I think that's, like, really sums up what we're talking about is that you know, there's so much resistance to change in ourselves and in our world, you know. And so when we do have these ideas that are so different, so weird, so, you know, that just changes paradigms, that changes realities, they're really met with a lot of opposition, not just from the world, but also inside of us. And I think oftentimes, we're little kids when we have these ideas, you know, when we have these things come in because we're innocent and we're almost in a way channeling. We're so connected to spirit that we have these um, these ideas and then they kind of get pushed out of us, you know, by, quote, the reality of life or by uh, authorities saying, you know, that's not possible. I, I remember... Uh, um, a 
few years ago, Megan and I were doing this event called Creative Explosion, and it was all and it was an improv show. Was, um, all these people coming together to um, to really be creative, and it was it's so transformative because you're so on the edge. And there was this guy that was so stiff. He was like military, right? Like he was so stiff in his body, um, and just was really like a fish out of water. In this weekend, it was amazing that he was there. Um, but anyways, we were doing this skit um, where we were talking about, you know, childhood um, childhood dreams or something like that. I can't even really remember, but I remember, um, you know, in the skit that he was doing with his group, they demonstrated him as a child, like, riding this tricycle and believing that he could fly this tricycle in the air. Like he absolutely knew as a small child that somehow he could um, fly. And so he demonstrated this skit um, in front of all of us. And um, I will always remember the look on his face as he was like driving this tricycle around and pretending that he could fly like he did when he was five years old. His whole his whole face changed, his whole body changed. He became so soft, you know, when what when he what he shows up in the world as this stiff, stiff person. And it was incredible the transformation in those moments of him playing out this childhood dream, this childhood idea that he had once had. And that is an example. It's such a perfect example of what we're talking about because what have you given up on because someone told you that it wasn't possible? You know, what idea, what knowing, um, what thing wants to come through you that maybe nobody else on the planet knows anything about? And that's what we're going to talk about today, and that's what we're going to help you reclaim uh, because we need the leaders. We need the people who are going to think differently if we're going to change this planet, if we're going to change this world. Um, we need those trailblazers. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, so many people are basically um, taking ideas and re kind of putting a new spin on them taking things that already exist, putting a new spin on them, and then kind of putting it out there. There's a safety in that because it's like, okay, that idea is getting traction. It's already been received um, in the world in some form or another, and so it's super safe to do that. But the thing is, is that if we're going to actually change the world, we have to actually, those, those ideas that aren't out there yet, that when we speak them, people go, that's crazy. Like, that's the ideas that are actually going to create something different, not like, you know, um, <laughs> you know, not like turning your shirt around backwards, right, but like putting a new shirt on. <laughs> I have a lot of experience with this. Yesterday I started out with my shirt on inside out, and then I tried to fix it, and I noticed that my shirt was backwards. So, you know, that's actually <laughs> not really – <laughs> Thank goodness the people here who had my back, you know. But like, um, <laughs> but like, you know, it's like when you when you talk about changing reality, when you talk about changing the world, it really is like those weird, wacky thoughts or ideas 
that have the potential and the capacity to really change things, but it's super scary, too, because no one else is talking about it, right? Mm -hmm. There is a, um, I was listening to a call from Dane here, and one of the questions he posed is, like, what is it that you've, you've given up on that you know that you, like, suppressed or denied because you were the only one that knew it, mm-hmm. right? And, and you know, uh, everything that is times you got billions, we uncreate and destroy that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, wrong, good, bad, talk, talk, all night, boy, shirts, and So we're just really looking at today, like, um, hopefully we'll, like, tickle your your little molecules of ideas forward here of things that you, ideas that you've had, or maybe you tried to put it out there in some way, and, like, everybody's like, that's too weird, right? But, like, everybody who changed the world, they did something weird first, and they did something that nobody got, and they did something that wasn't received, and all of that kind of stuff, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't bring it out. That doesn't mean we shouldn't bring it forward. Yeah, and I also want to make a point, um, too, here. It's like there's also just the value of the idea. Like, who knows, you know, whether in this lifetime we will figure out or Mike will figure out how to fly a tricycle through the air, right? Like, we don't know. Maybe it's possible. Maybe it's not. But what I would argue is that just having that as a possibility, just having that energy in the world, just having that as an idea, just having, just even having that as an idea helps the consciousness of the planet, actually helps it be further, be created, you know, maybe not now, but maybe in a hundred years or maybe next week and maybe not you, but maybe somebody else. But if you hold that vibration, if you hold that idea as possible, and then somebody else can tune into that vibration or that energy, then what is possible? So even if you, I would argue, even if you don't ever bring it into the world as like the thing, that just having it as as an idea and as a vibration, as a, as a possibility, furthers furthers the world. So I wouldn't even judge yourself for not even being able to do it necessarily. Like I had a, um, a a client that I did a reading for and my God, he was brilliant, but he was talking about alternative energy sources. And for like 20 minutes, he went into this whole thing, this whole idea that he's had since he was a child about alternative energy sources. I didn't understand half of what he said, right? Like I was sitting there just looking at him going, whoa. But at the end of it, I was like, never, never, never give up on that. Never give up on that. Like hold that as a possibility and further it as much as you can and spread it as much as you can and bring other people to maybe possibly create it. But don't ever give up on it. So that's what I would tell all of you. And that's what that's one of the reasons why I love Megan so much is because she is all about possibility. It's all about, like, the impossible. And she holds that energy and that vibration in the world very much, like, especially in the past where I would push up against that and be like, that's not realistic. Like, that's not even possible. But she holds that energy. And 
that makes the world a better place and a brighter place. And so we can all learn from that. We can all hold that vibration. Well, you know, I was, that was making me thank you for that because that's something that I just came to recently because I probably have more ideas before breakfast, <laughs> more weird ideas before breakfast than most people are willing to let themselves have in a lifetime, you know. And so it's super overwhelming sometimes to feel like, like all these things and like all these possibilities that I see and like how do I get them out? And, and you know, what's true is about one in a hundred comes out in a, some kind of a format or some kind of a program or whatever or a radio show or mm-hmm. what whatever, you know. And, um, and I've always felt like, I don't know, like, uh, I guess I felt like wrong because like I couldn't, um, like, how am I going to, like, I can't get this all out kind of a thing. And I realized I had this awareness that, um, and I think it was based on um, the conversation and access where it was like, what I really got is that those of us um, who have a lot of very progressive ideas, oftentimes we're holding the energy of that idea until the world is ready, until it's time for fruition. Because just because we have an idea doesn't mean it's time, right, to, to produce that idea. But that it's important to hold the possibility open until, and it may be five generations away that actually takes that idea that you held, you know, you basically held in your palm, you know, through your life before it will, will see the light of day like you know, Leonardo da Vinci was, knew we could fly, right? And he even created the original, like, the first, you know, version of a parachute, right, that, that we have. And, like, you know, and how many, it was, I think it was two centuries later, essentially, before the Wright brothers came along and, and actually made a plane and created flight, right? But he was putting together rudimentary um, uh, designs for planes, mm-hmm. You know, and so it's like in two centuries later, he didn't, I mean, can you imagine the opposition he got for stuff like that? Like, he was considered like a nut job, you know, and like, but it didn't mean he, he it didn't mean he shouldn't play with it. It didn't mean he shouldn't, you know, be with it and, and, and hold and nurture and nourish that possibility forward, you know, and um, I, I think it's Elizabeth Gilbert, um, the one that wrote Big Magic. You know how she, you know how how she talks about ideas being like an entity, being spirit, yes, um, and that like being we're midwifing these. Pardon? They're being. It's like their consciousness. These ideas are consciousness energies that actually, from like what I would say from the spirit world. Um, are wanting to come through, wanting to come into our world. And so it's almost like they tap people on the shoulder and they say, hey, will you be, you know, my vessel to come through? You know, will you birth me? Will you channel me? You know, and oftentimes it takes more than just one. You know, it takes multiple, multiple, multiple people to hold that idea or to hold that consciousness for it to come through. And it's really interesting when you look at history, like the new inventions and um, new ideas 
that oftentimes there's people working on them at the same time in different areas of the world because it's the idea that wants to come in. It's the fruition that wants to come in. And so it's tapping multiple people on the shoulder and saying, hey, do you want to do this? Do you, are you ready? Will you, you, will you allow me to come through you? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in a way, it's not up to us to determine, like, whether that idea is good or not, whether it's valuable or not. It's, it's our job to midwife it. And, you know, there's one of the things that I learned about my crazy, wacky self is that um, I oftentimes get ideas for other people. Like, as a coach, right, I'll be sitting there and somebody will be talking about something and I'll like, oh, my gosh, this idea is for them. This, I, you know, this is, this is a person that could actually bring it to fruition. Like, I remember one time I had this idea for an invention, but I'm like, I'm not, I don't have a technical mind, right? So, like, what it would take me to produce that idea would not be good. And it would take me away from what I feel like is my gift to the world, right? And I was able to, like, go, hey, what about this? And they're like, yes, you know? And so there's, um, I have many clients who have businesses and products and services based on ideas that came through me originally, but when I was sitting across from them, I went, oh, this one's for you, <laughs> you know? And, and so a lot of times people that get a lot of ideas, we think that, oh, okay, if I can't do it, then I must be wrong, or you make up a lot of stories about that instead of like, oh, is this, is this idea for me? Is it for someone else? Here's some questions you can start asking, right? Um, and is now the time? Or what, what does this idea want to be right now? Oh it, just wants to, oh, it just wants to walk with me for a little while. Like if you could think about it as a, as a consciousness, as a, as a guide, or as an, an entity, so to speak, um, then it, you can begin to talk to your ideas. You can begin to see what they want to be. And instead of going, okay, you know, going through the filter called, well, if it's coming through me, it must be stupid <laughs> or whatever, you know, it must be too weird. It, and, like, ask questions. That would be the first thing that I would say to people it, when they get ideas is, is to ask questions of the idea and engage the idea and see, kind of nourish and nurture it a little bit. Well, yeah. I mean, what I love, too, is, like, that you have journals that you've kept with your ideas. Um, like, actually value them. Like, write them down. Like, you know, cherish them. Like, put them uh give them energy and you know what i would say it in that asking of questions is like a lot of times if that idea just keeps coming back you know over and over and over again you know like for a period of time for years maybe like maybe that is your thing that you're meant to bring in if it just keeps coming back if you just keep seeing it as a need in the marketplace you know, um, maybe it's time to, to take action on that, you know, and to really see that as it wants to come through you. I mean, I think it's super interesting. I heard from a lot of people that they would have these ideas for inventions, you know. I've, I've experienced this myself where I had an idea for, like, kitchen stuff, you know, and then, like, a couple years later, I'll see it in in the store and I'll be like oh my gosh I had that idea like <laughs> so many years ago and here it is right um and so 
you know, I think it is a process of like, what is yours to birth? And, but, or what is yours to just cultivate, you know, what is your idea to just hold as a possibility so someone else can bring it to market? So we're going to talk more, so much more about all of this, but we're going to go on break. You're listening to Love Life and All Things Weird. We'll be back in a minute. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How long have you been waiting to uncloak your magic? To allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible. Live Your Magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind, ignite your body, and activate the magic that is you. If you are ready to radically tap into your desires, generate more aliveness in your body and your life, then join us at a Live Your Magic event somewhere in the world. Go to MeganSolito.com and click on events to learn more today. That's M-E-G-A-N-S-I-L-L-I-T-O. This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody, to Love Life and All Things Weird. We're talking about being a weird leader and really honoring those crazy ideas that show up, whether you just hold the energy and vibration of that or whether you actually bring them into the world, but to actually honor them and uh, and appreciate them and know that they're valuable for our world. And I think... I mean, I don't know where you want to go, babe, but I think it would be awesome to, because there's a lot of energy up for people. You know, I think especially our listeners are the weird leaders. They are the ones that have the crazy ideas. And sometimes they're so big, these ideas, that they feel super overwhelmed with even trying to bring them into the world. And so I'm wondering if we can maybe help 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 a sister out, help a brother out, and maybe do some clearing um, yeah. around, around the energy that's coming up. Yeah. Um, I want to also um, wanted to just suggest as a tool for people um, what we were talking about before the break where you were talking about my journal with my ideas in them. And this is what I got from my creativity coach several years ago, uh, Jennifer Blaine. And 
it was really great because at that time I had so much coming through and I was so overwhelmed and I was so scared that I wasn't going to get them out. And like, and so I was in this sort of push pull with it, you know, and she said, look, just write everything down, write everything down because that's a way, if you have an idea and you write it down, that's a first step in honoring the idea. You're saying hi to the idea. I value you just by the fact that you write it down. Right. And then, to keep, as, you know, keep this idea journal going and write the ideas down. And, and one of the, you alluded to this, but I wanted to tell people, it's like a process that I use where it's like, oh, like I, every now and again, maybe every couple of months, I look through it and I look to see what ideas are reoccurring and continue to reoccur. And like um, there's a, a program that I did a couple of years ago called Megan's Adventures and Transformation. And it was an idea that started in a sort of a different form about eight or nine years ago. And it was one of my very most powerful, successful programs ever. But it wasn't quite time yet. And then, but I noticed that that idea kept threading through my idea journal, right? And then there was this moment where it was like, oh, that idea now, now, here, now, go, race it, go. And so it's, um, it's a very simple process to help you honor these energies as they come in and um, a way to see which ones might be yours and which ones might want to actually be actualized by you. And so it's, uh, I really highly recommend that as a tool. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and so everything that's coming up for people, all of your decisions, judgments, conclusions, and computations, projections, expectations, separations, judgments, and rejections around who am I to bring this big idea in the world? You know, I'm just little. I haven't really accomplished that much. Why is this, you know, like this idea is too big for me? Um, everything that that is, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, online, shirts, boys, and beyonds. And all of the overwhelm, all of the question about how, um, all of the, um, just the conclusions and computations around what would it take um, that shuts you down to the idea that doesn't actually let it cultivate and generate inside of you. Can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pod, online, shirt, boys, and beyonds. And all of the lack of clarity, the confusion um, the uh, around which ideas want to be birthed through you because you have so many ideas, and so it feels too overwhelming, so it shuts you down and you don't actually take action on anything. So everything that is that, that doesn't allow you to know, to perceive, to receive, and be the the channel of the idea that's meant to come through you. Can we uncreate and destroy all that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, pot, online, shirts, boys, and beyond. I don't know nothing about birth and no ideas. That one <laughs> is, <laughs> I don't, uh, Scarlett, I don't know nothing about birth and ideas. Um, <laughs> that one, that last one on was so like, even you saying it, like I was like, I noticed that I was like, what? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, the other thing I, and, and actually this came up yesterday in foundation. We did this 
clearing process about all the ideas that um, that we uninvited uh, because mm-hmm. of judging. Every all the ideas that have come to you that you've uninvited and edited out of your world. Can we uncreate and destroy those and open to receive them now? And everything yes. that doesn't allow that, can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Yeah, yes, right, wrong, yes. good, bad, bad, all, <laughs> all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. And um, all the ideas that you aborted, right, that you um, that didn't come all the way out, and so, like, your tube, it, you know, the, the hose of ideas got clogged because, like, you didn't let them through, and all of the all of the ways you're judging yourself for that, and therefore, like, not trusting any new ideas that come through, can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes. And all the ways yes. that you see yourself as a failure, too, you know, mm-hmm. for not allowing mm-hmm. these ideas to come to market. So everything, all that is, let's uncreate and destroy that, right, wrong, good, bad, pop, pop, all nine, short, boys, and beyond. Mm-hmm. Yes. And would you be willing to be a space for any and all of the ideas that have chosen you to for you to allow those to arise in your awareness again, whether you had it when you were the idea came when you were four, <laughs> you know, um, or uh, whenever the idea came. And and the other part of it is, is like if, you know, a lot of times when it's not time and we don't do it, right, we, we judge ourselves for, like, being procrastinators or whatever it is, right? And it, was, it just wasn't the time. So would you be willing to just allow, just in this moment, like, bring your barriers down and, like, ex- feel the and sense your spirit and your energy expanding out and just say, hi, I'll receive you now. I'm ready to receive you now. Would you be willing also to become aware and to turn on the awareness that would allow you to 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 perceive these energies at, that are coming into you, that are asking to be part of your world, whether you're a midwife for them, meaning that you're just here to hold them as a possibility for future generations or something for you to do. Would you be just be willing to be the space and the and and the gratitude mm-hmm. that these ideas actually chose you. Mm-hmm. Wow, that feels amazing. <laughs> That's good, huh? Yeah. What did you feel? Tell me what. To, Just tell that me it was a huge expansiveness. You know, like this. My heart opening up you know like what what's true for me is I feel like you know I mean we talked about this last week I think when we were we're talking about being a trailblazer but both of us have had this experience where we're on the edge and where we're teaching something that like not very many people are talking about and I there's and I get a lot of channeling like I get a I wake up in the middle of the night 3 a.m. like I feel like my spirit guides and like the spiritual realm are like downloading things into me you know like downloading programs and ideas and energies and all that stuff and I there have been 
lots of times where I felt very overwhelmed by that. I felt almost like I'm not big enough. I'm not, like, I'm too little, you know. I'm just too little (laughs) to be the one to bring this into the world. And so it's a really cool feeling to just receive the energy of the idea and that it's choosing me. And it's choosing me for a reason, you know. It's choosing me because I am a steward in some way, you know. And so that feels really cool in my body to just know that I can receive it and that it doesn't have to actually, you know, because I end up being super over-responsible, you know, I mean, like, I tend to be like, oh, my gosh, if I got this, then I've got to take it all the way. Like, I end up being an over-responsibility to, to this stuff, you know, and, like, don't give myself a break. Like, don't give myself the space to allow it to just be. And so, for me, that process opened up the energy and opened up to just, like, the gift of receiving the idea. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, like in the chat room, like one of the chat roomers was like, "Oh my gosh, they chose me," <laughs> you know. And I feel like what that does is it takes it out of our egocentricity, right? It's like, "Oh, I got an idea," and then you know, instantly goes through our filters, right? And when you really get that energetically that idea is tapping you then you can greet it in a whole different way it's not about you right so where are you making your ideas about you <laughs> making yeah. sure they never happen because it's about you everything that brings up the last down so we uncreate and destroy it <laughs> right wrong is that pod, pod, <laughs> it's not about you people if they're not all about you Crying out loud. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> uh, and then you can dance with them different, you know, and it's like, and and honor them in a different way and in a new way and receive them from a different place. And if we can hold these things lightly and in, in like, in gratitude, as I said before, then it's like, then the energy is really there. We're guided with, you know, actions to take or, or or potentially the people who that idea might be for. Or And it might just be yummy to play in the idea. Like for me, one of the other things I became aware of was that, you know, for some people they have this process that they go through to, to open up their creativity, right? Like the writers have their, like, rituals of like, okay, I go and I make my coffee, you know, um, Steinbeck made a whiskey, you know, <laughs> before he would write or whatever, you know, or meditate or listen to music. Like you have this ritual that you do before you go into the records, right, that sets the energy, that sets the tone, that sets the space. And um, what I realized for me is that my, my access to creativity in part comes through opening the channel of ideas. And so when those ideas come through, if I let them come through, and I don't like go, well, that's stupid, or, you know, what, or I have, or, or even like, oh, I have to go do something with that, but just let the ideas come through. That opens me into a place of real organic creative expression, right? And it happens when I journal a lot in the mornings when I like ideas are coming through or thoughts are coming through and I write. 
and then like I'll ask questions and by the end of the by the end of a couple of pages I notice I'm, I I have awarenesses about the questions that I've asked. Um and I'm not even thinking about it, but it just naturally comes through. And so for me, allowing the ideas to come through is about cre- is about honoring and creating uh, a flow uh, and an opening in my creative channel. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> I love that. And I think, you know, I, I think it's interesting, too, like this, I guess I, this thing just came to me because, I mean, I work with a lot of clients who have a lot of big ideas. And what I find a lot with these, like, weird leaders that we have in our world is that oftentimes there's this feeling of, like, I've got to do it alone. There's, I think it's because we've been, like, the rogues of the universe, you know, like, we've been on our own a lot, like, in this kind of weird, wacky way. And so people, we tend to be on the, the kind of the outskirts of society. And so we don't end up, you know, collaborating, actually, with other people. Um, we don't actually, we feel like we're, we're kind of on our own. And that if we don't do it ourselves, then it's not going to happen. Um, and so I see that a lot with my clients, especially ones that have big, big ideas. It's like almost like they're holding this idea that really was meant to have a hundred people collaborate to create it. But it's like they're not even sharing it. They're not even, you know, they're not even looking around to see who else has that same idea. You know, who else has that vision? You know, I can't tell you how many clients I've had that talk about the fact that they want to create a healing center. You know, like mm-hmm. I have heard that literally like mm-hmm. probably three dozen times about my clients who want to create a healing center. And the first thing that I – and it's always like this beautiful, beautiful vision that's like costing millions of dollars, you know, and they're making like – 40 grand a year, you know, and what I say to them is like, wow, like, I love it that you want to, that you want to create a space of healing, that you want to create a place for people to come and transform. And is this just your idea or can you reach out and start collaborating with others? Can you, can, and I think that's the edge for a lot of us is like, can we come together to bring these big ideas to market? Is there a way that we can stop being the rogues and the rebels and the, you know, individualists of the universe and actually (laughs) come together to start creating this stuff? And I think that's what I love so much um, about the community that we create, that you create, Megan, that you've always created, is there is a way of, of collaboration there is a place and a space for your ideas, even as weird and wacky as they are. And I would really like to see that more and more, you know, of actually so much more collaboration around these big, big ideas that want to come through. Mm-hmm. Well, something that happened in Live Your Magic, if you remember this process, and um, by the way, if you haven't been to Live Your Magic, Oh my gosh, they're just getting better. We're going to be in Toronto um, October 13th through the 15th, and then back in Salt Lake City the 17th and 18th of November and 19th, I think. Um, it's we did I, this process got generated and created where, um, and I, I just sort of named that what was happening is that we were in the communion of creation, and like as these 
energies and ideas were coming forward in the space and in the group, we were all contributing to those ideas. We're all sending energy. We're all, um, you know, being a space for growing those possibilities out in the world. And like as some people spoke uh, about what they wanted, um, other people in the group were like, me too. I want that too. I have that too. You know, and like, mm-hmm. so there was this, energetic collaboration uh, just on the just on the level of idea ideation that was so amazing like the energy in the room was like almost like we almost like left thought for a minute you know we got into that space of like pure communion and like there's something powerful about that you know and i again like i just barely named that that there's this thing called the communion of creation when we come into communion, we come into um, connection with people and we're playing with ideas. I have a mastermind coming up uh, starting in about a week and a half around, um, I call it the Creator Entrepreneur Club, and that's part of the excitement about that is like we, it's like a mastermind where you share ideas and you go, you help each other bring them to fruition. It's like this idea of like, okay, there's first of all, there's no lack of ideas. <laughs> on the planet, you know. And second of all, like, you know, instead of like trying to like keep it over here and I have to do it all myself, right? Or somebody's gonna steal my ideas, like, well, what if you actually let somebody steal your idea? How much greater can it be? And you know, and like and working with and opening up those energies, I I just think it's such a cool space. It's such a cool space to be in creation with others. Yes, yeah, so we need to go on our second last break. You're listening to mm-hmm. Love Life and All Things Weird, and we'll be back for more talk about the communion of creation. Stay tuned. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. have you been waiting to uncloak your magic to allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible live your magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind ignite your body and activate the magic that is you if you are ready to radically tap into your desires generate more aliveness in your body and your life then join us at a live your magic event somewhere in the world go to megansolito.com and click on events to learn more today that's m-e-g-a-n-s-i-l-l-i-t-o this is love life and all things weird with host megan silito and suzanne stopper are you scratching your head a bit let's chat Call into the program today, and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. 
you can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Welcome back. Weird <laughs> in stereo. Welcome. We're welcoming you together in stereo. <laughs> um, there was a really uh, somebody in the chat room asked how they can get more information on my Creatorpreneur Club, and it is a um, it's a limited number group. Uh, I'm limiting it to 12 people. I still have a couple of slots left. Um, if you would like an invitation to the group, if you feel like it resonates with you, Facebook message me, Megan Silito, Um, and I'll give you the deets and ask you some questions uh, to see if it might be a match for you. Um, so thanks for the question. We also had another question in the group um, about, I'm going to kind of go, scroll back to it here. Um, she asked if we could do a clearing around creating busyness, which doesn't allow her to have time to create and be an open space that would allow creativity to come and play. Um, so what my, my clearing would be, so what have you made so vital, valuable, and real about busyness that you would uh, hmm. stop and strangulate? It, that's the word. Thank you. You would stop and strangulate your creative channel. And everything that brings up and lets down, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyond. And wherever you've made busyness superior to creation, can we uncreate and destroy that? Mm-hmm. Yes, right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyond. And everywhere we've made busy, we've misidentified and misapplied. Um, Create business, blah, 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 busyness as creation. So how many of us actually think because we're busy, we're creating? Everything <laughs> that brings up let's down, can we ungrate and destroy it? Yes. Yes, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pod, all nine, bush, what's the Do you want to speak to that, hon? Like, yeah, I would also say the word that's coming through is also distraction. You know, like everywhere that we've made distraction of any kind more vital, valuable, and real than actual creation. Because I know for me, you know, like I tend to get into like drama, trauma as a distraction from creation. You know, I do this in relationships mm-hmm. all the effing what? time. You know, what? I know. It's a shock Gee. to everybody who knows no. me well. No, you I mean, don't. It really is. <laughs> so, just- so because that energy is in my body and instead of creating with it I do destruction with it I go into drama trauma so how much of how how, I'm sure I'm the only one I'm sure (laughs) I'm the only one that distracts myself from creation so everywhere that you're distracting yourself with all kinds of things um, instead of creating can we uncreate and destroy all that please yes Yes, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pod, all nine, shirts, boys, and beyond. And everything that you're using. Oh, I was just going to do another clearing for Deanne because it's so interesting how we all go into this place of, like, overwhelm or confusion, right? Like, I actually don't even know what's best for me to create right now. 
and, you know, how we actually use that as a way to not do anything, you know. So she's saying, I would like to really get clearer focused on what is best for me to create right now. And what I would say to that is sometimes if you just don't have the clarity of what is best to create right now, you just keep creating. You know what I mean? You just start creating. It's kind of like the writers who write, you know. Sometimes it's crap. Sometimes it's amazing. But they're in the process of writing. And that's what I would say to all of us is just start creating. It may, it may turn into nothing. It may t- be turn into your life work. But creation is creation, and it's generative. And so it will lead you to where you need to go. And so if you're getting stuck or getting distracted or getting overwhelmed or just not even creating because you're not sure what you should create, just start creating something. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I want to speak to that, too, because, like, there was a time where I was sort of waiting, right, for the universe to roll out a red carpet and show me exactly what I should be creating and what my special purpose was and what I was, <laughs> you know, it was the most uncreative time of my life. I was waiting for the universe to show me what I was supposed to be doing and what was what was the thing I was supposed to be creating, right? And everywhere we're waiting for the the most important thing and clarity, the thing we're supposed to be creating, can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot, and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. And and just referencing to the the program that uh, my mentor, Jack Barnard, that we brought him out for, the creative explosion, the story you told at the beginning of the show, um, one of the things that he says is that so many people are doing it backwards. They're looking for that thing they're supposed to be doing that, you know, a lot of people call it purpose or whatever, right? And he's like, it doesn't, and then I'm going to look at my purpose and then I'm going to express my purpose and then it's going to go out in the world. And he's like, it's freaking backwards. He says, what you have to do is express, 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 express. So one of the things that he had me do when I was working with him is just like, I had to send him three pages of writing every day. Right. And like, just express, like, even if he goes, I don't care if your three pages are a laundry list of what you have to do right, or doodles or nonsensical, but express. Because if you commit to expressing, it's just like what you're talking about, hon. It's like it doesn't matter what you create. It matters that you create. And if you follow the energy of creation, you'll start to see what it is you've always been creating. <laughs> you'll start to see what the threads are of the energies of what it what actually is important to you to create. And so this I think one of the biggest sabotages we do is we look for the the thing to create instead of actually just start expressing our creation. Yeah, it's so funny. Dan says, "Ha! I was I always want the flaming bush to show me the way." <laughs> and, and isn't that the truth? It's like we want some sign from God in the universe to be like, here is your purpose, your only purpose." Now go for it. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. It does not work that way, people. I mean, there are a few experiences, a few, you know, things about that, you know, where people have been clearly shown, right? But in truth, for the lot of us, we're just wandering around going, hmm, what would be fun? What would be cool? What could, you know, what could create more in my life? And going for that, 
You know, it's not about a huge sign from the universe. It's about tapping into your own desire, your own wishes, your own, you know, looking out there and saying, hey, you know, I wish I would have had this 10 years ago and bringing that to the people who haven't found that, you know. It's, it's about following your own flame, your own passion, your own desire, and seeing what wants to be created through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, one of the – and I, under, I understand in part where the question's coming from, right? Like, well, you know, I, wanna, I don't want to be in distraction. How do I know if I'm in distraction or creation, Right. And what I would say, like, uh, a question that I ask is, like, okay, well, what would be what would be fun for me to create today? What would be the funnest thing to, to – and, like, I always have, like, so many projects going on. I'm like, okay, what would be – which one of those would be fun to work on today? Which one of those would be fun to put energy towards today? Or which one of them is calling to me today? Like, ask your creation. Hey, which one of you wants my attention today? <laughs> you know? And, and then to get in that expression, get in that process of just – you know, taking an action in one direction and, and see if it feels like if there's energy there for you. And if there is, keep going. And if there's not, hop over to something else and give yourself permission. This idea that we have to be focused on one thing is a problem too, right? It's like creation doesn't work that way. It's like it, creation is so chaos and it's so random sometimes. It's like being giving yourself permission to create a little here and a little there and a little there, you know, um, I think really helps those juices flow and, and, and um, gets us into that channel of creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say, like, that's where I'm the most um, productive is because I'm, like, a system, what I would say, a systematic creator. Um, and we've talked about this. In fact, we had a rerun last week about, you know, being an organic creator, creator or a linear creator or a systematic creator. And so allowing yourself to create um, in that way, you know, so me as a systematic creator, I start seven things, you know, and then, and then create them simultaneously. So allowing yourself to do that um, and to create the way you create is super important. So I love the show today. Um, This is like the third um, conversation around being a trailblazer. I think we're going to do probably more around this. So if this has been an interesting topic, then feel free. Please come back next week. We'll have more content, more tools, and more juicy stuff to share with you. So thanks for listening, everybody. Bye for now. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Be sure to tune in for more tips and tools on how to claim your marvelous, magical life.